The Sports Career Podcast, episode 329. Six ways to develop your leadership skills with confidence, education, accountability, teamwork, and a clear vision. sports achiever and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the sports career podcast i'm your host ed bowers this episode is a sports leadership masterclass focusing on six ways to develop your leadership style and skills with confidence education accountability teamwork and having a clear vision in this masterclass you will learn from grazia lefake the ceo and founder of the optimization hub Amy Wanday, the founder of the African Sport Network, Mai Cruz Blanco, who's the managing director of sports practice and partnership programs at ADECO Group, Zajan Rochelle Yildrim, who is the chief marketing officer of Yildrim Group, Kalida Papal, the founder of Girl Power, and last but no means least, Kelly Lindsay, who is a high performance coach in football and in business. By the end of this episode, from this masterclass, you will be a better leader in how to develop your leadership skills. So have a listen and enjoy. How important is confidence with a person developing their leadership skills? It's at the basis of everything. So if we have to be self-aware, you know, and so confidence comes from a place where you listen to who you are and, you know, you grow comfort you know, in everything that you're doing with the opportunity to know where you're at on a daily basis, what your limits are, where you're going to, what your direction is. I think confidence gets lost when we try to be like someone else or when we try to take ourselves and measure it against what we think we need to be. You know, who you are as a human being is incredible. Nobody else exists like you. So, Right now, what you've got to do is say, okay, so who am I today? Not who someone tells you you are or who you think you need to be. Real confidence is always going to arrive right in your belly and right in, you know, in your sort of your heart center and just where you are, where you're sitting. It's that solid foundation. It's that gut intuition that says, right, I'm breathing and I am who I am. And who is that? You know, like don't ask yourself too many questions. Learn to shut the internal critic off and and really truthfully just go okay well today i'm someone who doesn't know where they want to be but i'm really comfortable with it and today i happen to like those flowers over there and i feel like you know potato salad for lunch whatever it is make it really simple i think that we've overcomplicated everything we have on this planet and you know confidence is actually fairly simple when we just narrow it down to the basics of living inside your skin knowing who you are day to day and not digging in too deep. Like, you know, sometimes we're, we're trying to go too deep, um, which I kind of disagree with. I sort of think, well, we keep on sort of shoveling. <laughs> There's nothing left. Now we've touched on leadership, but imagine somebody's listening here. Can I, I just want to be better 
with who I am, but just be better of how I communicate with people as a leader in their environment. What three tips would you give to a person who wants to, to improve their leadership skills? Like what three steps would you give just from the basic foundation level, if that makes sense? Basic foundations. Find some leaders that you really respect and admire and, and unpack what you like about them and what they're doing. Not what they have, but what you like about what they do. Then just listen. Listen to them. Um, and those leaders don't necessarily have to be, you know, prime ministers or leaders of organisations. They can be, you know, someone that you see doing a good deed. Um, you know, unpack what you think leadership really truthfully means to you. Uh, one of the tips I give to people is, you know, who would you follow through a, a burning house? I mean, that gives you that feeling of intuitive safety. And that usually is what a great leader will give you, that, that sense of safety, that you know that whatever it is, that they're going to give you the best they can to get you through the things that are difficult. Um, and I think if you want to grow your skills out from that basis then it's really just knowing the things that represent you you know pick two or three or four qualities that really represent you and start to use those in what you do um, who you are what you extend build your own leadership brand your way of doing things and the other aspect is i think you can't ever sort of leave the listening behind and you can't leave the sharing behind um, Never sort of feel that you're above anything. Always feel that you're beside it because that's where you do your best work is when you're working with people. Um, I don't know what else to add to that, but I just think it's, it's having faith in yourself and knowing who you are. Leadership is about the certainty of who you are so you can provide other people with the platforms of certainty to be better at who they're you wanting to be. Every single industry, I do believe that education is a solution. This is a standpoint that I'm going to hold and you'll get tired of hearing me say it. Um, I'm going to continue on the leadership one. I think that if it's actually very simple because I mean, if someone just does their job, then Ta-da! You know, it's, it's sorted out. So that's, that's what I always think. I mean, if someone is educated, they have the right skills. And also, as whoever is managing them, if I was managing certain federations, I would con constantly invest in my workers and have them keep learning because their growth affects the, the growth of, of the organization, of the federation, of the, the, the company. So for me, it's just on a leadership standpoint, I think definitely um, we need to get people, first of all, who actually have studied generally sports. I mean, how are you the, the secretary, of, the cabinet secretary of sports and you, you've never studied sports management in your life. So it's, you're just freestyling, you know. So I mean, for me first, let's, let's, there's Kenyans now, there's a lot of Kenyans and I'm sure other Africans that are studying sports management courses. Let's get those people in these positions, people who understand the industry. That's a starting point. From there, let's nurture these skills. Um, empower other people in those organizations and also for me um, a big thing with education is um, the power of young people I think the the largest amount of um, people on the African continent are youth below 35 years old so why not these are people who are young have energy and they have the potential to make change they have the potential to make economic change not just social change so I think um, investing into them I I want to empower always young people to make make the difference because they they definitely hold the solution so by educating young people they can take up leadership positions they can get into sports enterprise which which um, 
contributes economically and many other things you know so that's definitely for me the the, the biggest way to development is actually like paying attention to educating people in different sectors educating athletes because once the athletes are educated they can't be exploit, exploited by their managers they're actually aware of the industry they're aware how to market themselves better they get better opportunities so I think in every single aspect in sports in Africa it boils down to education and the right people educated in, in management positions and there we'll start to see small change in progress. As the leader, um, and if we look from the leadership perspective, the first thing that we have to think about is understanding the values of football, the entertainment core of football and, and its convenient power. I always think about it as, as one of the most convenient powers in the world. If you look at you know, whenever there is a World Cup, whenever there is a crucial football game, there are billions of people that come around, come together around that game. No matter where they are located in the world, they come together and they follow a football game. In a single moment, the world is coming together. So that convenient power for any leader in football to understand is crucial. And so I think... Um, Beyond anything, that's the first thing that is crucial in leadership in football, understanding that power and respecting that power. And also understanding that uh, for me, it was it was one of the, the, the most crucial experience working in the football industry. Football is that one thing that brings hopes and that bring governments together, you know, war conflict zones, you can bring people around a football game. And and for me, it, it's powerful because when you work in football as a leader, you need to take that responsibility. And that was something that in my first year working at FIFA, I, I learned. Uh, one of the missions I had was towards the end of, of 2008 was to be um, supporting the development of a legacy program for the Under-20 Women's World Cup in Chile. And I was asked, I have to lead um, a delegation that had to visit President Bachelet at her office in Chile. And there I was, um, you know, coming from Cuba, my first year at FIFA, leading a, a delegation. So that is a huge, people might say, well, that's a great opportunity, that's fantastic, but it's a huge responsibility. So leadership in football is crucial. And if we go to, you know, the key principles, what is leadership? And for me, the first thing is leaders have to establish a direction. You know, we have to clarify what is the vision, what are the goals, and, you know, give directions to people. It aligns people coming together. And if we go back to that powerful force that is football, we have to align people around the right things. And we've seen how challenging it has been 2015, 2016, 2017 for the football industry and for FIFA. So how do we align people around the right vision and goals so that football can keep thriving? That is a key thing in leadership. And the other thing is how do we motivate and inspire people towards you know, a, a greater uh, future of the industry? And for me, one of the key challenges of football's leadership today is the structural conflict of interest between that is at the heart of governing bodies. Um, for their survival, 
football leaders depend on those whom they own to reform and make accountable. Leadership to me is being able to gather a team together to work towards the same cause. So I think oftentimes, you know, we all have our own dreams and passions and vision, but to be able to talk to other people, to share that and then bring us all together for the same cause, I think that's leadership. So it's the one that's taking that initial step saying, hey, we all want the same thing. Let's come together because you do need someone to unite a team and that leader is the one uniting it but at the same time we all have our own roles so the leader isn't the one necessarily in charge they're just the one of taking the initial step and bringing everyone together and organizing it so that we all move towards the same goal so oftentimes people think oh the leader is like the head in charge but no the leader is just organizing everybody's goals and gifts so that we can like move in an organized fashion that's what leadership is to me so it's like being a conductor and then letting people showcase their strengths with their instruments. Is that what you're saying with the team element? That's a beautiful analogy. I want to talk about you being the captain of the team, because how was that, you being a captain, just playing a football game, supported you, meaning practicing as a leader, when it really mattered. I'm putting you on the spot now a little bit. When I said really mattered, I mean that incident in 2021. We'll talk about detail, but I just want to talk about how you developed as a captain, which elevated your decision-making and leadership skills. I'd like to, to reflect what you learned the most being a leader on the football pitch. It is the sense of responsibility, um, standing for something greater than myself, uh, standing beyond like what I think or what is um learning and also developing and understanding at the same time in the moments to how to take decisions because in football you take decision under pressure that's how it helped me to to say okay where i can activate um my my community my network how i can when i can actually use my mentorship or leadership to my girls to keep them together for example when they were three to four days stuck at the airport. They, we were trying to get them out and they were, they were under attack and they were stuck there. And, and all, most of them, they, they fainted because they had no water and no food. And they stood for many hours and, and they were beaten and, and faced violence. The only thing that... Could, I didn't know how to rescue it. That's not my job or I, I have no experience rescuing people. But um, what I tried to, to kind of use the help and support from was the, the coaching in football, which I learned from one of the, our coaches, Kay Lindsay, who was the coach and used a lot of strong words how to bring the team united, but also before every game we had to get, get the team really stand together it go with the passion on the pitch. So I was trying all those skills that I learned in football. I was telling them, listen, we are going to make this happen. This is a game. Um, and we and we are going to be the winner of this game. We are going to winner of this tournament. We are like our our goal is to win the cup. It is tough. We are tired. We are 
we are so tired, we are about to give up, but we are not giving up because we have won so many games in the in the tournament. We are going to win the cup. And the cup is to get out, get ourselves to the gate of the airport and and like and go across the, the crowd and go get ourselves to the to the plane that was evacuating the team. And for us, I think that day, the same day, the same pictures, the same moment when we knew they took off, it was like that was their World Cup for that moment. Like what they had to do to break through barriers and boundaries and Taliban guns and fighters and be beat to the ground and stand in the sewers and literally fight for their life to hope they got to a doorway. And then we just kept telling them when you get to the doorway, no matter what they say, just stand at the doorway, keep fighting, push your way in, battle, 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 do whatever it takes to get yourself in that airport. Just if you have to climb the wall, if you have to scream, yell, fight, compete, do whatever it takes to get you and your siblings and your family into that airport. And at that point, we'll, we can all breathe and be strategic again. But you're so close. You've been in a sewer for eight hours. You've been in a sewer for three days. Freaking hold your hand in the air. We're sending a soldier to find you. And when they find you, get into that airport. And I'll just, I'll never forget that. It felt like we were coaching them to win a game from a million miles away over text message. All of us, you know, around the world, just like fighting and pushing them to do it. And who would have ever thought that they would trust us enough to, to take that step and escape from their country together. And you know, I never thought coaching them and coaching football would lead to something like that, but it just shows you, it shows you the power of teamwork and unity and vulnerability and caring and being compassionate about other people that it can lead to something you never imagined it would lead to. I'm being so truthfully, Khalida said on the podcast relating to this story that she just applied all her coaching principles, learning from you and the team around her. Like she just treated it like a game as well. And that's why I get so moving on this story because it's real. And how have you seen leadership have a role? And even you as a leader, I'm putting you on the spot because you are. I'm sorry, I'm going to say it, but did you ever think of, you said you didn't like the brand of calling yourself a, a coach. You said this earlier in the conversation, but now would you say you're proud that you are a leader with others for this movement? Um, I love your thoughts on leadership and why it's, I think it's vital. Yeah, leadership such a complex thing isn't it and people think leaders are always the one out front maybe banging the drum or driving people forward but or the way I lead um is the person who I call leading on a 45 degree angle <laughs> so sound so silly to people be like what leading on a 45 degree angle because if you face somebody straight on it's really difficult to engage and build trust it feels very con you know conflict and you're looking at them dead in the eye. And if you're right behind them, it feels like you're just pushing them, but you're not engaged. They can't see you. They have no sense of you. They just sort of feel like there's something behind shoving them forward into it. So for me, leading on a 45 degree angle, sometimes just in their periphery, you're just in their periphery. They know you're there. They know you care. They know you're going to challenge and support them. They know you're not going to let them fail. And they know that you're going to take accountability for their mistakes until they're trained enough and developed enough to take accountability for themselves. But you're not going to leave them hanging. You're not going to stab them in the back. You've invited them on your team or they're given to you and they're on your team. It's your job as a leader to protect them and support them and drive them and help them be better. 
The other side of leadership is the person must help themselves. You cannot drag someone to where they want to go. And I always talk to people, you have to meet them where they're at. And that is really difficult because I want to be 100 miles ahead and they're starting 300 miles back. How do I figure out where to meet them? And how do I take them on the journey to where I want to go? So there's a lot of things around leadership, but I think there's a couple key things. The keeper of the vision. When you have a strategic plan, the leader is the keeper of the vision. Things will go left. Things will go right. Things will go backwards. But if you just keep driving everyone to that long-term vision, it's hurting goldfish, hurting cats, and you're nudging and you're pushing, but you're sort of keeping everyone, like just everyone keep taking small steps towards the vision. Support them on a 45-degree angle. They can see you. They can feel you. You're in their life. They, you care. You're with them. But you're not pushing them. You're not pulling them. You're not in conflict with them. You're taking full accountability and you're going to own every decision because you're the leader, not them. You're the leader. Whatever they do is because of you dropping the ball, not them. You can deal with them behind the scenes, but out in front of everyone else, you take full accountability and responsibility. You're transparent and you have those hard conversations. And the last little piece of that is meet them where they're at. Meet them where they're at. They're a human being. And every single day, you have to be aware enough and compassionate enough and strong enough in yourself to meet another individual where they're at on that day in order to keep them moving in the process. Wow, my goodness. I have to be really honest, when creating this masterclass for you, and I'm gonna be honest for myself to be a better leader, I had goosebumps. I don't know if you've had goosebumps too, listen to this whole podcast. But starting out from an educational standpoint, I hope you can see how confidence, education, having that sense of responsibility and being, as Kelly said, the keeper of the vision and then relating to Zeijan's point and then building a team around you with regards to making the vision a reality. I hope from an education standpoint, you have got those takeaways which you can apply straight after listening to this. Even if you focus on one and starting with Graziella's point of just being confident within yourself by modeling others who inspire you, but then also believing in your true identity and who you are and focusing on that and not overcomplicating it. But right at the end, with regards to Khalida Papal, without a doubt, one of the most inspiring people I've had on my show. And then backing it up with Kelly Lindsay, who mentored her supported her as a player and then made her to be the leader she is today on her own uniqueness, um, her own bravery. I wanted that clip to share with you leadership in real life situations where it's on the line. On the line meaning, I'm going to put it simply like life or death. A lot of the time we look at leadership, we think of situations in the office, um, leading an industry, which of course are so, so important. But I just love the aspect of how leadership can be more than that, of how it can create movements, can actually support people in environments they never thought was imaginable in the situation they were in. And for that, I wanna commend Kelly of what she done for Khalida during that period. But I hope for you, the listener, 
can be extremely inspired. Like for me, this is one story I share off the mic of how people or how certain stories influence my behavior day in and day out and how I want to show up as a better leader. So I really do hope you've enjoyed this podcast as much as I have had creating it. And I really do hope that you can apply it to your sports career development, leadership development today. Put one element, as I said, into practice now and make it happen. Now, if you really enjoyed this podcast, I'll be super grateful if you can leave an honest review and rating relating to your experience listening to this podcast. But most importantly, in the show notes, you'll have access to all the six special guests who shared their insight with regards to leadership in this masterclass in the show notes. Check them out. Honestly, each podcast will support your leadership skills, but also support your sports career development as well. So have a listen and enjoy. Now, as always, at the end of each podcast episode, I always finish with an inspirational quote. And I have to say there were so many in this masterclass where it was really hard to share one, but I have to share this one. And it was from Kelly Lindsay. As a leader, be the keeper of the vision.